0: Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Is now a good time to buy a house in Ireland?
1: Yes. Yes, buy one quickly. Uh, and uh, so again, somebody said to me, I would say this because I'm a mortgage broker. Well, we're financial planners and we do a mortgage broker service. Massive difference. But mortgages or prices sorry house prices are only going to increase Uh, we do not have enough supply to meet the demand and we're not going to
0: sorry before we start the podcast if you're a regular listener and you're enjoying the content please please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on whatever platform you listen to this on these cost you absolutely nothing but they just help us to be found by more people and to keep going with the content So welcome to the next episode of the Get In Our Home series. This is the series designed to help home builders, homeowners, and renovators to get inspiration and guidance from industry professionals, but also homeowners themselves. My name is Peter Kilmartin, And in this episode we travel to meet Paul from the Ask Paul group. This is another episode a part of our professional series where we talk to industry professionals about their area of expertise and we ask all the common questions so you don't have to. It's so funny, in Ireland we have such a really strange relationship with building houses and money. It's like we're obsessed with building and talking about houses but yet we shy away from anything financial or money related. This episode of Paul is such a valuable one, if you're about to get a mortgage, if you're about to build a home or if you have some questions around when you should be thinking about all this stuff, this is the episode for you. Paul is the ultimate trade talker and he really doesn't beat around the bush. So don't forget, you can also check out Paul and all the other professionals we filmed on the Get In Our Home YouTube channel or on the podcast platform you listen to this on. So without further ado, I started by asking Paul to give us an intro into who he is and what he does.
1: Uh, yes, so Paul Murray, I'm CEO of PAX and Ask Paul, so Ask Paul was set up about 4 years ago and PAX 10 years ago. So we set up Ask Paul to pretty much what you're doing is to bring a really, really jargon-free, easy to understand content uh, to the end user around financial planning and financial products. Um, you know, I'm irish Life, is an order irish Life for a uh, considerable amount of time, uh, with one product, one company, uh, more of a sales position than anything else and then I completed what's called the Certified Financial Planner, um, so I'm registered certified financial planner, and yeah, we we basically love what we do from a financial planner point of view. So. Uh,
0: and what you know, what does a financial planner? What does that? What does that mean? What does that? What do you so, do?
1: A financial planner literally creates a financial plan with their client, but takes in all aspects of finance. So you're going to be looking at investing, you're going to be looking at taxes, you're going to be looking at pension legislation, and then the very basics. And in fairness, the very very basics are kind of common knowledge and kind of common sense in fairness. So for argument's sake, make sure you don't spend all your money uh, before you get the payday. Keep a little bit aside. But people think a bit overwhelmed with money. So our whole thing is that money should enhance your life, not make it stressful. It's actually very easy to manage your money. uh, And we just provide a little bit of direction. We'll have clients in here that have, you know, maybe one income coming in or they might be even not on an income yet coming out of college. We'll give them the same advice, same at the time as somebody that might have 10 million in their company balance sheet looking to extract wealth from their business. That's what I love about the job. We literally hit everyone. Um, There's some firms out there that will only deal with you if you earn over, say, 200 grand or you have over 500 grand in assets. Uh, we believe in equality of financial advice, so anyone that wants advice can come. Um, and through our Instagram page, as Paul, we do free content so you can ask a question for free at any time and anything. And then we have a consultation service. Uh, that if somebody wants to work with us, they can come in and work with them. Uh, we've got, like I said, people from maybe investing 100 quid a month or than millions on an annual basis. We've had a number, a lot of winners in here through the doors recently as well. So, yeah, basically anyone that wants a financial plan. Do
0: you find that Irish people have a strange relationship oh, yeah. with money?
1: Well, it's better into us as kids. Don't talk about money. See, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, it's a real Irish thing. Uh, but we're trying to break the barriers of that because money, you should be discussing money. You know, you should be discussing... Like, if you went to France, like a bar uh, over the years, the only way I would have heard someone discussing money is if they won on the horse to say mistake, or they put a good bet on a match or whatever, but you never hear the bad side of that, you know, someone always talking about money in a good way. I think it's very important to, you know, be clear alone or you don't go over a PCP, you don't buy a new car and you buy a second-hand car for cash. They're the important discussions that we should be having around the kind of the bar or the, the lunch room or whatever environment you're in. Um, and helping people make the decisions, or I clear down all my debt, or I am up to my eyeballs in debt because I made a few silly decisions. Yeah. And even like letting younger people in the office or younger people in your job, or if you have your teacher in the staff room, etc. cetera, then they're not doing wrong and trying to help people. Yeah. Uh, because as Irish people, we don't like talking about money and we need to change that because it should be. If you go to the States, you go to the UK, it's talked about all the time. You look at the likes of even people that have left the job, the employment sector, even the America. You Take a look at the housewife in America will still have her 401k pension, I'll tell you where she's invested, what it's in, what assets, how much fees she's paying, etc. Um And that's just not happening here, right? yeah. not even for females, about even in males in general yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, Ask Paul was designed purely for that. And actually we designed Ask Paul and got it out in the marketplace. There was no consultations it wasn't for that it was genuinely trying to use social media to promote people talking about things uh, and that snowballed into what it is today which is obviously great i think that's why it was so successful i think like there's loads of people trying to kind of copy what we've done yeah. but they're going out just selling products and yeah. mortgage protection or mortgage. i think if crappy. you're genuinely
0: giving advice exactly people can that's smell, so we, we actually bullshit, yeah. Yeah. we, we just mean? give the advice yeah
1: um, and like some people come in and recently had somebody in that had a, a substantial inheritance um, and we advised them to buy a commercial property. There's nothing for us in them doing that, but we helped them identify, helped them buy, they've got really good passive income. They had gone to a bank or any other financial advisor, I know they would have been thrown into an investment product where somebody would have earned commissioner. Yeah. So, but they paid a fee, they came in, they got the service, they got the independent voice they required. Um, you know, they did need something, we would have put it in place for them from a financial planning point of view, yeah. but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, so, look, I love that. I love what we do, very passionate about it, and I think clients see that as well, which yeah. helps.
0: Okay, so homes, home homes building, is. renovations, the whole shebang. I think Ireland is one of the very few EU countries where people dream about owning a home from such a young age. Oh, yeah. Of course, there's a huge housing issue at the moment in the country. I'm sure yes. you're seeing the, the, the waves and the shockwaves from that. What advice do you have for people, young couples, that are saving for a mortgage mm-hmm. what should they be doing what should they not be doing
1: uh, okay so I think that the, the biggest rule when it comes to saving for a mortgage is to make sure you have your affordability a lot of people think that they automatically once they save their deposit are going to get a mortgage that's not the fact so the bank will always look at the affordability calculator as the main thing that will make or break your application because everybody knows you need a deposit so let's say your new mortgage is going to be 1200 hundred euro per month you need to have show the bank that you can pay thirteen or 1,400 quid a month consistently for the previous six months at least. Okay? Now if you're renting for thirteen or 1,400 quid, you're sorted, you've proved it because when you move into your new house, you're not gonna be renting. If you're still living at home with your parents, you wanna be saving that thirteen or 1,400 quid in a separate account on a monthly basis, credit union, bank, wherever you wanna save it. If you're renting and your rent is 900 quid a month, you need to top up that affordability then by saving another four or five hundred quid a month. And what about some people that have like car loans
0: or uh, you know
1: technology loans, some of that? Yeah. Should they try and clear them off before going for the mortgage? That's a great question and it depends on a case-by-case basis. And I'm gonna break it down why. So if you have a car loan repayment or any type of loan and it's 400 euro per month, it greatly impacts the amount you can borrow. But if you have a couple, say they're on a combined salary of 100,000 euro and they qualify for 3.5 times the amount, that's 350,000 euro. If they're going for a 200k house, no, probably don't need to clear the car loan. Yeah. If they're going for a 350k mortgage, yes, they most likely will. 100%. But I don't want to give advice that like clear your car loans. I've seen some people do that because the car loan might be 10 or 15k. And if you don't need to clear that, it's massively going to impact your savings and have you renting for a longer and therefore in a financial deficit. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to delay being a homeowner for maybe six months or a year. Yeah. Meanwhile, house prices are going up in the background as well. So it is really a case-by-case case basis. We'll always recommend someone to go in for a consultation, make sure they get all their figures. If you're not even planning to go for a year, I think get a consultation now, get all your facts right. And you know, it's a fee-based service, but then a year's time you don't pay us again. So you come in and we give you all the information you need because everyone's different. Your uncle, your auntie, your neighbour, the agreement in the bar, they're all gonna have different stories, different incomes, different houses. It's never a one-size-fits-all. So although there's a lot of free information out there, and we create probably the most amount of free information in the marketplace at the moment, it will still always come down to come in, have a consultation, give us everything you have, what you're trying to do. And we'll be honest, we'll say, no, you can't. But we won't say, no, you can't go away. We'll say, no, you can't. Here's why, come back to us in six months or a year, and then, yes, you can't. And I think that peace of mind for people is priceless. I think it's worth the money. And working towards that Exactly, yeah, yeah. putting a plan in place. Again, financial plans, all about the plan.
0: And um, the six months beforehand, what should I definitely not be doing on that, that bank account? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's so big one. The is Paddy gambling. Power yeah, account should yeah, be dead. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. One of those kind of, either gambling apps, if you put one of one of those in your statement, it shows the red flag for the underwriter yeah. straight away. That's the okay. big thing. A lot of people say, like I've heard people on uh, our Instagram saying, I've seen them right before, that they were quizzed by a bank about spending money in ASOS or sending money online at different tow shops. That's not true. The bank don't care where you spend your money once you have your affordability. Now the feedback might be you didn't have your affordability in check and we could see you're spending money all over the place and you stopped that and did this. But that's just good advice even from a yeah. bank. Yeah. Um, so they don't really care what you do once you have your affordability. They don't care much. There's loads of people saying don't take out cash, don't take out direct debits, don't do transfers. They genuinely don't care once yeah. you can show that repayment capacity is there you're laughing
0: that makes sense and when a couple are looking and shopping around for mortgages should they always go with a mortgage advisor or a financial advisor or oh, yeah. is it cheaper to go directly to the bank because you're not you're avoiding the mortgage broker's fee uh, yeah
1: well it can be the bank won't charge you a fee but the bank might have a much higher interest rate so I mean if you go for argument's sake into permanent, just for example a permanent TSB rate versus a an ICS rate or even a well before they were going out of the marketplace Ulster Bank and KBC were quite competitive you could be paying thousands of difference in interest over the years. So like fee is one nine nine, which covers 100.9 which covers your existing kind of your first consultation and as many consultations it takes to get you through, uh, and we have the whole market. I think people really undervalue, now there's a lot of bad brokers out there as well, and there's a lot of decent brokers out in the marketplace, I will say as well, but if you go to brokers, they've got way more options for you, and everyone's different. So for argument's sake, one bank might accept, like for, for self bills you might talk about a second, there's only one or two banks, in my opinion, I would go to for a self-built because they're really good at doing self-built mortgages and giving out the stage payments. Other banks are horrendous. And self-built is probably the most stressful thing you can do. Um, but then some banks might treat your commission differently if you're in a commission employment. They might treat your bonus different. They might take children's allowance And the mortgage broker will
0: take on this all this into that, consideration. that, they
1: consolidate everything and say, right, here's your three or yeah. four options, yeah. and here's the rates. But going into a bank, my opinion is pure madness no matter what you're set up for and just going to one bank or yeah. especially the bank you deal with just because your current account is there uh that's complete nonsense you're probably most likely going to be paying more interest and, and there's the big bank lenders out there which would be the big ones that everyone know permities bd um bank of ireland obviously kbc to a yeah. certain extent and ulster bank but there's also other kind of non-bank lenders out there, like ICS uh, be well-known, Haver part of the Bank of Ireland, or AOB, uh, and you are going to have finance or which are phenomenal, especially for long-term fixed rates, uh, especially if you have a credit issue as well, which we might get into in a second. Um, and then also the likes of uh, Advent money that came into the market recently, lowest. They brought the lowest rate in, the ICS matched them, but... That's the knowledge you're paying for when you come to a broker yeah. uh, and also helping you package. Yeah. So for example, what we do here, and this is probably different than most brokers events, that we have our own internal underwriting. So we'll underwrite the, the case in here first. takes yeah. a bit longer to do it this way, but yeah. we underwrite it. 99% success rate, the suddenly
0: produce. the 199 quid doesn't seem to oh, it's pittance. I, I, Do you know what I mean? And
1: the reasons there, and i are going to be very honest with this, is more to try and stop people that aren't serious about going for a mortgage. If it wasn't there, to people coming out the street every day of the week. What have I bought a mortgage in three years, ten So you're just trying to be fair to the people yeah. that want the advice. Uh, but, like, buckets of value in that, in my yeah. opinion. I think yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a phenomenal service. 100%.
0: Yeah. Self built mortgages
1: oh nightmare <laughs> uh, look there's there's a couple of banks out there that will do them EBS you know and here we go Like we don't even deal with EBS they're not on our agency so if somebody comes to us and we give them the over EBS we like make any money commission but we can give them the advice their consultation and then say right you're going to EBS right. <laughs> uh, because it's probably a much slicker process now we do deal with Bank yeah. of Orange they're quite good I will give them that they're really good Um but, but, sure,
0: but is there anything like Because a lot of couples are now considering Southfield route because it's yeah. cheaper is there anything and um, from mortgage of view that they should be doing before they apply for mortgages oh, from yeah, a self-bill perspective. From you know point of safe.
1: So you have your 10% deposit, for, for self-bills people don't realise that the land is the deposit. So if you've bought the land and then, then the land needs to be, I'll get cut out with this for people coming to me on Instagram and give this advice, technically speaking you want the land and the planet mission to be your own name before you go to the bank. Okay, now you okay. can buy the land and have it subject the planning permission being approved so yeah. it can be in someone else's name until you get the planning permission. Yeah but ideally your name on the land and on the plan of mission and the bank won't deal with you if it's not that way. Okay. So you need to have that situation there. So that's first and foremost, and that's your deposit. So the land's 50 grand and the 10% deposit, technically speaking, you can go up to 500 grand value wise. Okay, obviously if your income allows you to do that. Now what the bank will automatically require is a contingency, okay, because as everybody knows, they always run over and sell the projects. So they'll want another 10% contingency. This is where a lot of people don't realize they'll have their land, they put the money into the land, they got the planning permission, the architect's fees, everything sorted. And then they come saying, yeah, I'm ready to go. I no, well, you need another 50 grand. <laughs> right. You're a 450K, you're building a 450 grand build, you need 45 grand as a contingency. Suddenly
0: they're stuck.
1: Well, suddenly they're, no. that's another year or two way. And yes. it's heartbreaking for them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the contingency, I can't, so beware the of the fact that
0: the, the, the land will count towards your mortgage in terms of deposit, deposit. but you will still, but need, you still a need a contingency. Yeah, okay. you
1: still need a contingency. Next of all, and I came up with this with a couple only recently, and it again was a nightmare for them. They got the land, got plan they had cash, they started to build, and they were like a fourth floor uh, on the build, and then they went for the mortgage. Mortgage company not touch that with a barge pole. Because when you're going for a mortgage for a self-build, they do what's called stage payments. So you get, say it's a 400,000 bill, just for to keep the figure simple. Yeah. It's going to be four 100,000 euro payments. So in the first instance, they give you 100,000 for your groundwork, clear the ground, put your foundations in, maybe get the block up, whatever 100k get you. And then the bank require a certificate from your architect or QS saying that all that is done is done in accordance with regulations. And then they give you the next bit. Oh, the sugar, next bit. so if you already so ahead. So if you skip that and you don't have, if your mate is a builder and you're you buddy that's good at laying in concrete and you piggledy piggly get to the first floor, the bank won't give you the rest of the money because they haven't got certification and that's right. So they're not going to build another 300,000 on top of that foundation, say, because they haven't had sight of it or they haven't got the yeah. certificates. And that can be heartbreaking because they probably would have got the mortgage a year earlier anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they maybe thought they were being clever trying to see how so much we'll they could So talk to down. the bank as early as oh, possible? Like I'd even be talking to the bank or talking to us before you even get the planning, wow, okay. because you need, you, the, the biggest thing about mortgages, the, the biggest disappointment that people get with mortgages, is that they fail to speak to somebody early enough. So even if it's an ICB issue or a credit issue, they didn't realise they had. They didn't check it until the bank. You know, the people that contact us, I went. Someone came to me last week again. I went into the bank today with my girlfriend. Forgot to pay a credit card. I went to Australia. We get this every second or third day, and the banker told me it's on my credit rate and I can't do it for five years she's pregnant we're due to move in we put a deposit on a house and their lives are just falling around them they're just falling around them over one silly decision from maybe five years ago or eight years ago that would have been solved they had to come in because we get an ICB check done as the first kind of thing as well so it's, it's trying to that's what a broker does is eliminate all those pitfalls yeah, yeah. so they know them so walking into a bank off the street and just thinking... You're so I, I think horses. the key
0: here, Paul, is that the earlier in the process that you get involved 100%. with talking to people, yep. the more likely you are for a successful journey throughout the process, 100%. whether it be buying a house or self-building exactly, mortgage or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Is now a good time to buy a house in
1: Ireland? Yes, yes, buy one quickly. Uh, and uh, so again, somebody said to me, I would say this because I'm a mortgage broker. We're financial planners and we do a mortgage broker service. Massive difference. But mortgages our prices sorry house prices are only going to increase Uh we do not have enough supply to meet the demand and we're not going to uh, So let's take the next let, let's take five years uh, I think we did a podcast with Dave McWilliams before we were saying ten years and he's like Paul never say ten years it's way too long uh, for economy and I know it's kind of going to go. well I can't see it being sorted in ten years so safer to say five this government I'm not going to get the political rant yeah. or the next government think about 60 months just 60 months doesn't sound like that long of a period of time. You could not trust any policy, politician, or any government policy to sort this housing crisis out in the next 60 months. Not a hope. So this thing of people saying there's a financial crash coming, there's a housing price crash coming, I'm going to hold off. They're all going to get burnt. I don't mind going type saying this because now there's a good chance that I'm right. Okay, there might be a small chance that I'm wrong or something around the corner. I have to have I've got a crystal ball, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at the, the but COVID, yeah, you wouldn't the co- have, yeah they're, they're Double digits. And the reason being is supply. So COVID like literally stopped the supply of new bills, but everyone was, like, sorry, everyone. Practically everyone was still working. The numbers were really strong, still in employment, people were getting paid, the pull payments came in for employers, or the COVID supports came in for employers. A lot of people got income during COVID and they still wanted to buy houses. And during COVID, thousands, tens of thousands of people left school and left college. 10,000 people finished their apprenticeship. Tens of thousands of people came to this country. they likes of TikTok set up in the Dublin city centre. They just brought thousands of people in that want to buy and live here. So
0: Paul, from the other flip side of that question then, mm. is now a good time to sell? I
1: don't know what you would sell. Uh, be, I'm gonna be genuinely honest with you. I mean, if you, if you're, unless you're trying to trade up, you know, if you're trying to trade up and you're trying to get a new family home, but the problem is you can't find family homes. If you've got a tree bed semi-D, and you've got a couple of kids, and you're thinking of going again child wise, and you want a four bed, your family home is going to go for a very good price, but the four beds going to be even harder to find. And that's the problem, as it like, we're not building enough family homes, and anything we are building is built to rent and it's all apartment style. And um, so there's not enough family homes. So I, I, I honestly wouldn't feel comfortable. We have clients, like, the good thing about the Ask Paul brand is on Instagram is you can view people around the world, you've got clients. Over in New York, Australia, we've got clients in Boy, Cayman Islands, uh, the Netherlands, you name it, we've clients everywhere. We have clients coming back to Ireland that have been abroad for years. And they're on substantial salaries in different sectors. Uh, so financial services sectors, the building sectors, you name it. Yeah. And they're coming back. And they're ringing builders and asking builders before they go for planning, will they build them a four-bed detached somewhere and they pay them whatever they want? Because they can't find a family home. Yeah. They're coming back with three yeah. kids and they cannot find... A family home has a decent front garden, decent back garden and maybe has en suites. And all they can find is really old houses that are going to maybe be planning or to be ripped apart yeah. and $100,000 to go into them. So it's a good time to sell <laughs> if you have somewhere to buy. Yeah. And you have the savings to buy as well. Um, and just on that, what I will mention just quickly on this subject is that affordability. So people think I've been paying a mortgage of a grand a month for 20 years I'm going to move to, or 10 years, I'm going to move to a four-bed house now. And my mortgage is going to go up to fourteen hundred have The same affordability check that 400 quid difference you need to save it somewhere for the last six months in order to get the new mortgage. And not yeah. again, many people know that they think as they pay the mortgage, you might have a deposit, you need to consistently be able to prove you can afford a new mortgage, yeah. even a trader rubber. and um, Paul, some
0: of the couples that will be following us and listening to this, yeah, they might already have bought a house, mm-hmm. you know, in their early life, and now there's kids and family, and they're thinking about building a house somewhere in the country, maybe back where he's from or she's yeah. from. Would you advise that they try and keep their house yeah. and rent it out yeah. and try and go the mortgage, or should they sell to reduce the cost of the mortgage to reduce the total cost of credit over the certain period of time?
1: Again, this is something we do from a financial planning point of view for couples all the time, yeah. um, and or else people that might have be been accidental landlords. But in your example, couple moving back down towards the country area and building a house,
0: and said so they have a three hundred grand house. If they already. can keep
1: that house in Dublin or Cork or said whatever big city they may be moving from, I would one hundred percent be trying to keep it from a financial planning point of view. So number one. One, let's say the existing house tree bed in Dublin for argument's sake is you know twelve hundred quid per month they might get two thousand euro rent okay so once the bank see that they're okay now the problem for the couple is that they're gonna still need a twenty percent deposit for the new build so they don't have have that in savings they probably have to sell the tree bed in Dublin to release the equity to go towards the fine and that's fine if you do but if you have built up savings or you've got an inheritance or you've got cash from somewhere um, I'd be trying to keep the house if you can okay. because what's gonna happen is Dublin's gonna be like a mini London in that example and your rent is gonna pay your mortgage down um over the long term and sooner or later you have an asset that's producing an income for retirement etc so really good if you can do it but not practical for everybody of course. but in a financial plan that's what we'd look at now there are certain circumstances where you can release equity keep the house and then use release. Sorry, what the does equ- that mean release equity? release equity say your house is worth 300k and your mortgage is 150 you might be able to get a new mortgage on that house for 200k so a yes. remortgage and release the equity so you know you have your 50k okay. and that could go towards building your yeah. he- your new house if you wanted to um toy trying to organize like that's that's like a uh, rubik's cube trying to solve it for people sometimes in relation to rent what the equity seems to be the new build so a lot of planning advice in that and that's what i said earlier on flippantly said it probably that we're financial planners and more and not just a mortgage broker there's loads of mortgage where you walk in and give you a mortgage you need a financial plan before your mortgage, in my opinion. I think yeah. having that advice from a financial planning strategy and someone that can helicopter view what's happening now, what's going to happen in the future, what the tax implications are going to be. There's just, honestly, like so many, it's like snakes and ladders. That like one move in your back yes. as yeah. you're going up. So it's really, really, really important that, that. you yeah. get the overall helicopter view of all your options and all your circumstances.
0: Mortgage rates at the moment. Yep. What are they going to do in the next 12 <laughs> <Go> months? <up.
1: laughs> and I don't know. 12 months, maybe not. I think they might stay steady for 12 months, but then they're going to go up. Uh, if you're looking at the US and looking at the UK, I mean, I did uh, had a client in the UK in London move their mortgage for just over a million in December. We were looking at it for them in December, and their fixed rate wasn't up, with their existing lender until March, and the interest rate is half a percent higher already since December. That's just costing like tens of thousands of interest over the term of that mortgage. Um, but that will happen here. So the ECB will definitely be going up in the coming years. So should couples
0: be trying to get the mortgage now and and fixing? Yeah, oh fixing yeah, that rate. yeah. So
1: that's that's a great point actually. Yeah. yeah. So we like if you go back to my Instagram stories, you'll probably hear me talking last year about fixing for a year or two, or even the yeah. year before that. Yeah. Now we're saying maybe go five years, seven years. Wow. I mean, finance Orion have a really good product over twenty years. Uh, fixed depend- a lot. Yeah, fixed two point eight ish. Depends on the overall mortgage and the loan dividing that, yeah. but. But I would say, sorry, it depends on the term size of 2%. It's going to go 10 years or 20 years. But when you look at the likes of the Finance Ireland, the, the previous structure products, so a mortgage that would give you 5% fix, or say 3% fix, say the old Ulster Bank product was 2.8, I think fixed for five or seven years. If you move house or you move out of that, you have to pay a penalty to get out of that fixed rate. But the likes of Finance Ireland are making those products much more flexible. You can overpay them. You can move without paying penalties, move the new part of the new house. So before, you never would have fixed for 20 years because you're really restricted on what you can do. But the new mortgage products, again, they're not available to the general public. Yeah. You can't get them without going through a mortgage broker. Um, and they're a phenomenal business, phenomenal. Re- and you look at those, compared to like the Bank of Ireland and AAB, they're really trying to help couples, secure low interest rates for a very long time, building in flexibility, phenomenal contract.
0: And but you
1: nearly have to consider that. I mean, 2.8 fixed for even 10 years, you definitely will be getting a two point eight percent fixed rate of five years, in my opinion. Yeah. So you know, if a little bit over the odds now, uh, but probably it's well probably worth in the long best. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're probably looking at the lowest interest rate environment for twenty years wow. in this year. Wow. Definitely this year. Maybe in the next year. I don't know when they're going to go up, but they will go up. Uh, and I can't see them going back down again because rates, like house prices, like the stock market, anything to do with finance is generally cyclical. Okay. So it goes up, it goes up, and then it comes down it, goes down. it has a cycle, and it goes back up again. Interest rates are the exact same. So when my parents bought their house in the uh, '70s. I'm gonna say interest rates were probably 18, 16 to 18 percent, which is just not even. Okay, the house was four grand off. Let's put it into perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had it easy. Most thing they want to moan about interest rates. It was four grand for a house. You wouldn't get a car for four grand now. But when they bought the house at 16%, and then interest rates slowly come down, come down, come down, come down, come down, come down they go to zero, and then they'll go back. <laughs> it's just the way it happens. So we're
0: probably at the lowest point
1: now. I really think we're at the lowest point. It'll be really inc- And this goes for people that might be coming off fixed rates this year. Or, 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 if anyone watching this is on a variable rate, just please reach out to me. Or somebody, anybody, have to even your existing bank, and fix your rate, because variable rates are way more expensive. They're up around 3.8 with some banks. So you could ring your bank and go from 3.8 to 2.3 but one phone call but no paperwork no solicitors no switching your mortgage and you could potentially save thousands a year in interest yeah. so uh, but yeah lowest interest rate environment for the very very foreseeable future in my opinion mortgage terms
0: yeah 35 years is just like throwing around like bouncing a ball yeah if a couple reduce that is that a smart move again if they can increase the monthly payments
1: this is a really good question I'll tell you what yes on a spreadsheet so there's two parts to finance One is a spreadsheet that will give you the answer, and then the other is a financial planner that will give you the answer. The spreadsheet would say, yes, reduce your term, you're going to save buckets, like maybe 70, 80 grand in repayments, okay? And as an example. So if you were on, I think, a 3.5% interest rate on a 300 grand mortgage and went down to 2 point something, you might save 70, 80 grand over time of the mortgage. That's money in your back pocket. And to earn 60 or 70 grand or 80 grand, you'd have to earn maybe 140k.
0: To actually get it to into get your it pocket.
1: In. So if you're on forty grand a year, it means taking be working for three years just to overpay an interest rate. Think about that. You're gonna rub go out of your bed every day and go to work for three years just to pay a bank interest. Yeah. That's gaga. Like that's mental. Yeah. So yes, reduce it and get it down. However, when mortgage interest rates are so long low, and you can get really good returns potentially over 10 15 twenty years in investment markets and have access to your cash, it might be better in some cases to put an investment strategy in place. To have a bigger lump sum in year 20 that would clear your mortgage then because if anything goes wrong during your life you have access to that money in the investment account where you don't want to be going bar- bar- borrowing off the bank or begging off the bank for money and again sometimes see clients do this in the past where they might have an inheritance or a lump sum or a lot of weight or whatever it is and they want to pay their mortgage down or pay 50 or 60 grand off their mortgage like then they probably go into the bank eight years later and buy a car loan at eight percent Say, well, what's the point of that? Giving them back giving the money. Giving it back at two percent and borrowing <laughs> yeah. it back off them. You're literally giving the bank money for two percent and going back to them and getting it back off them for eight yeah. percent. I think that's what people fail to realise. I know you ask everyone a financial planner does, but a financial planner looks at things between now, whatever age you are now. Say you're a 30-year-old couple thinking about a property. We look at things a hundred years of age to make sure number one you never run out of money. Yeah. Your mortgage is very emotional to you now in this very small piece of time. The next six months. All you and your fiance, your partner, your husband, your wife, whatever your situation is, or even if you're on your own, all you care about is buying that property. Yeah. We look over that yeah. and we see the whole picture, yeah. and we want to make sure that your whole financial like the, view, the bird's eye view, the bird's eye helicopter yes. view is there. All you care about is that mortgage and that house and that dream and your visualising maybe having kids and getting married from the house or having grandkids from the house, whatever your situation is. But it's just a financial purchase. And you're buying a big financial product which is called a mortgage, it's gonna cost you hundreds of thousands of interest. Yeah. So you have to get it right. Because yeah. otherwise, like I said, you're gonna be that guy going to work for three or four or five years just to pay a bank back. That's madness. Like that's really, really bugs me like when people do that. Because you don't know what they're doing it, but it's that's what we're here for, to try and educate people on that and make the right decision. So yes, the term lower is always gonna be better, but might not be practical for the family. Yeah. And the reason people go to 35 years as well. Is to get the mortgage calculator to work from that affordability because yeah. if your mortgage is say 1700 quid at 30 years and it's 1900 quid at 30 25 years you mightn't have the affordability the, in there afford yet yeah. yeah. now what I will say is a lot of couples as well do the whole thing we start at 30 and we move it down and they never do unfortunately so it starts off as a wish and then they, they get a new car loan life gets in the way They start having kids they get crash fees and they never tackle the mortgage again so we always like to see start a mortgage a very small investment account, with even 100 quid a month and an increase of 150 200 over the years you should have enough money or a massive lump sum there for year 10 15 or 20 to make a massive impact on your mortgage, mortgage. yeah or buy a second house or build your holiday home or whatever I love that. there's cool. loads of options
0: paul um for couples that are in the 30s they have no kids yet and they haven't got married weddings are expensive kids are expensive yeah should they be looking at the mortgage first before they get those two things involved? Because obviously the bank is going to say, wait, you have a 20 grand loan for a wedding and you have a child on the way.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to break down the two pieces almost. Let's look at the uh, the kind of cost of living be- after getting married, like um, weddings, etc., And then let's think about babies separately because there's a lot of advice around that. So yeah, if you're going to go get a mortgage and you're thinking to have a wedding in the next couple of years, I would probably say, personally, I think get married. Oh, sorry, get married, then get the house. Um, sorry, I said the wrong way. Get get the house, then get married. Yeah. The reason being, if you take a twenty grand out of your savings, it'll take you two or three years of renting again before you yeah. build it up. Yeah. Um, like weddings aren't going up in value. Yeah. Property prices are. Yeah. So from, from an financial point of view, get the house, get it now. So if you're twenty grand now. Put it towards a house, get on the property ladder, then get married in a few years. That'd be my advice straight away. Bank aren't going to know you're getting married. I mean, you to be engaged, but they're not going to. T- they're not going to be saying to you. And you're sitting down with your application. So when you get married, how much you spend on your wedding that's yeah. not going to come into the equation yeah. at all. So, you yeah, had always try and get the house first, then uh, marriage afterwards, if you could do it that way, especially yeah. if there's savings there for the especially, wedding. Make especially depleting your sense. savings because you're like I said, and this is really just down towards property price. Unfortunately, where we are now in this country is that you have to prioritize getting your foot on the ladder because if you don't, it's just going to cost you more and more money, and that's that's a fact. So. Yeah. that decision could cost you maybe you going for a three-bed house now and a three bed in five years could be 30 40 grand the difference yeah. and you just spent 20 grand a wedding that's a 50 grand decision you've made yeah again let's go back to how you earn your money to earn 50 grand you're on 80 grand salary yeah so you know it could be nearly six months of your working life just going for the wrong financial decision yeah uh, So yeah i'd always I'd always try and get the nail the house now while you can especially if you have savings kids kids big one bank can't discriminate against you for being pregnant or planning to have a family so if you're going towards having getting a mortgage and you're pregnant, the bank can't ask you anything. They can't even they can't really talk to you about it. Right? Wow, I didn't just know just, that. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of, get this a lot why we wanted to separate that question. Now get this a lot on Instagram, like you know. So a, if I'm in a couple, have a baby, self
0: is pregnant. Yeah, we can no go, go to a, we're we're the bank, go tomorrow, to a yeah. bank and the bank can't call that dependent.
1: No, no, wow. God, no. And as well as that, the only time it becomes difficult for the the couple in that situation or the the, the person having the baby in the situation is. If they're going on unpaid maternity leave so if you're on maternity leave and you're not being paid and you're only getting the state benefit the bank can't do anything they can't discriminate because you're going back to your job I mean you're allowed to have children and you're allowed to have so forget really frustrates me because I get people coming to me on Instagram saying hey eh, we're thinking of having a baby we're gonna put it off the next year and try and get the house next year I'm going, hold on let's <laughs> not be putting off having kids for a house it's yeah. just gaga thinking like it's madness but people are so paranoid There's so much misinformation out there so the only time it will affect an application is if you're going for the mortgage today and you're on unpaid leave. Okay. So let's say, for argument's sake, you've been on six months maternity leave, you've been paid or not been paid by your employer, it doesn't make a difference, but now you're taking six months unpaid leave. The bank will have a little bit of an issue because they might be thinking you're not going back to work. And they're using your full salary before you went yes. to maternity leave for a calculation, your 3.5 times your income. Uh, so if you have a letter saying from your employer, that you're returning to work on the 1st of June and you're going back to the same salary and benefits, that's really important, you'll be okay. okay. The banks don't mind. So don't be putting off having kids and stopping having families for the mortgage market. That's madness, you don't need to do that.
0: And if a couple already have a child, yeah. um, how much does that impact the Doesn't, mortgage Doesn't, this again an
1: old voice that, like it. The only way it really impacts is creche fees. Okay. So if you have a monthly commitment for your creche fees for the next four years, the bank technically take that, which is completely wrong, but they technically would take that as a mortgage or a loan repayment. It's so like having a car loan of a grant. Um, and that's going to impact your borrowing ability. But having a child, and the expense of a child, doesn't come into it. Okay. Now, unless, again, you've got maybe six kids and you're going to two salaries at very maximum, you're trying to even get a little bit of an exemption, you'll be scrutinized a little bit. Yeah. But I've never had a situation where someone's coming with two or three kids uh, and the has said no, you have too many kids, you can't afford a mortgage because that's of the cool. kids. That doesn't come into it.
0: Well, wow, because actually some of the questions on our Instagram were in relation to kids, so that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah,
1: it doesn't remind I'm going to say 99% of the time it doesn't come into yeah. one application might be a bit weird.
0: What are some common mistakes you see young couples
1: make before applying for a mortgage? Um, the ICB. The Irish uh, Credit Bureau or the search in the central bank register for people, uh, where people haven't paid a loan back or they've went away and forgot about, forgot to pay a loan, uh, and they come back and they think it's forgotten about and they go in to get a mortgage, and they're told they can't get one, because he or she has a credit rating problem, and that's devastating to everybody. So if anyone's watching this, and they have made a mistake in the past, even if they made a mistake and rectified it, it doesn't mean the ICB was rectified. So make sure you get your ICB report, or your central credit, actually the central credit report is actually replacing the ICB, so, but get, to, get the both if you can and look through them, and again, you're and can, probably is not that, gonna... Is that public access? So oh, it's public access, access. Okay. yes, you okay. go to central centralcreditregister.ie or ICD.ie. You just type a. in your PPS, is it? So, well, no, you just put in your name and your address, Where uh, the name address for where you live since you were 18. Okay. So, if you've moved a few times, uh, you know, oh, your oh, 30s okay. or 40s, are already by now, you have to put them all in. Okay, um, okay. And your date of birth and that kind of stuff. They send you out the report. Now, the report's a bit, some people find them hard to read, uh, but they actually, I think people panic when they see five or six pages, and it's not readable. <laughs> But it actually just gives you an example, an example of what all the markings mean on the report as well. If you have an ICB issue, technically speaking a bank won't lend to you if your problem isn't solved today. So let's say I borrowed five grand from AIB ten years ago and I never paid them back. And I went to Australia, to Canada, whatever it was, came back and I forgot about it. And now I'm sitting here and I'm in a situation where I'm going for a mortgage and my five grand is still outstanding. If I clear I have to clear that five grand first of all to start repairing my credit rate. Yeah. If I clear that five grand today, the clock starts today, not from 10 years ago, okay. from today. Okay. So I've got five years before my ICB is clear. Okay. Now, most of the banks, AIB, Bank of Ireland, Permit, ESB, KPC, Uselst Bank, the bigger banks, they need a five-year clear ICB before they lend to you. It's a long time. Yeah. A couple of the banks are looking after two years. But they'll only look at it after two years if you have 100% solved the problem and you've also maybe taken out a very small loan in between now and two years and to show you've repaid it. Now, what I want to say at this point as well is that anyone watching that's young and thinks they need to get a loan to have a credit rating before they get a mortgage, you don't. That's what you'd have to do in America and the UK. If you watch American content, they'll always talk about take a credit card, improve your credit score. That's bullshit. It doesn't exist in Ireland. You don't have to worry about it. But if you had a bad credit experience and you're trying to repair it and show a bank hey i'm actually okay i paid that loan back it made and does it help
0: does it help couples if, if oh. they have had the car loan or whatever and they've proved to pay it back
1: oh yeah no yeah. but not if your problem still isn't solved yeah, yeah so you could have made a mistake 10 years ago and had yeah. 10 loans in between now yeah. and then but yeah. that problem still exists today yes yeah. yeah. so it's very important to repair that now and then the clock starts but the best i could do for you is two years or one or two banks but typically speaking the major bank's going to be five years which is a so that's a, a long time. time. Like well, especially it has one reason where someone's credit card was a vote for 1200 quid or something from eight years ago. Yeah. But, you know, 1200 quid mistake. But, it's eight, like five they're, years. well, they're 35 now and they were yeah. late 20s and foolish and, you know, they now have a very successful career. And But they didn't pay the bank back at one stage. So, you know, you nearly say. Uh, but I, I think they should be penalised in a different way. I think they should probably be penalised by higher interest rates yeah. uh, rather than flat out knows because they're flat out known people putting them in a rental trap now for another 100 grand over 1200 quid yeah. they're going to pay rent for 100 grand now yeah. in five years uh, which is nonsense that's not fair it's just not fair yeah. i mean it's completely over the top in my opinion uh, but banks and underwriters are there to protect the money and protect the, the, the people so that's what the, that the rules are
0: paul i think it's very clear from our conversation that financial advice or an, and a financial advisor can really aid a couple yeah. in applying for mortgages and in setting themselves up for life Obviously, not everybody's going to go with Ask Paul if they're down in Cork or wherever they are. I'm sure you do Zoom calls, but but for those that are looking at a financial advisor, yeah. and it's not yourself, what should they be looking out for when they're looking for a financial advisor? I
1: think fee base is always good. You know, I think people forget what you pay a fee for. So it's like anything. Yeah. If you don't get anything for free, there's an alternative motive behind that, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. So yeah. I think you want to be looking at someone that gives you a fee-based service. It's got to let you come in, have a chat with them in their office, and also be able to have that, you know, there's nothing to be gained. There's nothing to be like If the client doesn't buy off you or doesn't take a mortgage with you for whatever reason, you've still got paid for your time and given really good advice. Yeah. If you go in and someone's saying, i give you a free consultation,
0: a, a, but they're trying to sell you a certain which is mortgage not such package. Thing as a
1: free, who gives a free consultation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah. The banks do this all the time. Come in for free consultation. They just want to sell to you. That's all that is. Yeah, yeah. Come in and let me sell to you. That's all <laughs> that that yeah, pitch yeah, is. And yeah. yeah. uh, a lot of financial advisors around the country use that as well, which is nonsense. And the, the industry's moved on. You need to. We're a professional services company, you know, uh, so it needs to be fee based, in my opinion, and that's where you're going to get really good, honest opinions. Um, so yeah, opinion. neutral, neutral opinions. Paul, yeah. But Aspal is in literally every county as well, so there's no reason why you would go anywhere else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look if you do, like I said, fee based is always going to be best. You're going to get independent advice, and some of that really puts your interest forwards before theirs.
0: Are there certain red flags that you would see in terms of cowboy advisors or people like that? What What should be something that would just be a complete no-no if you're talking to somebody? Um,
1: I, I, I think someone that's a tied agent. So if you're a tied agent, you might be a tied agent of one company in particular, where you can only deal with one life assurance company for that. that be other terms of business. Uh, that's always a red flag to me because okay. you know they are tied to one company. That's they're basically really, selling that company. They're just selling yeah. you that one company. Yeah. You're not looking at the overall market yeah. get actually the best price, or the best yeah. product. So that's a big no-no for me, yeah. whether it's pension, investment, or mortgage advice. Now you can't get tied for one mortgage advice. Um, I think you need to trust the person I think you have to be able to trust it We also want to deal with what we've done probably so well is that okay, I've got nearly 40 I don't know when this video is going out But I'm 14 April this year. Uh, there's a lot of brokers out there. Thank you uh, There's a lot of brokers out there and not disregarding them whatsoever 55 60 years they've run great practices and they're brilliant at what they do But people want to relate to people something similar to them as well So I think that a lot of people when they're going for first-time buyers and they're doing this like to have somebody that's maybe done it recently, has the experience, has that kind of client bank as well that they've dealt with all this, rather than going to somebody that maybe hasn't got a mortgage for himself in the last 30 years and doesn't really empathize with what your personal circumstances are. Yes. I think if you don't get that empathy from the advisor, walk out the door. Yes. And anyone that speaks to you in jargon or tries to confuse you or doesn't make this plain English, get out of the office or get off the Zoom call as wow. soon as possible. Because that's not right. You're not supposed to understand everything that's going on. And it's not that complicated. If anybody makes this industry complicated, it's that they're trying to make themselves feel more important than they are, in my opinion. It's logical. It's very plain English. People understand interest rates. People understand basic maths. People understand terms and mortgages. And there's yeah. loads of really cool calculators to show people, and help advisors explain the complexities of our industry in an easy way. And if advisors are not taking the time to do that, don't deal with them.
0: I love that. Paul, um, we've really been talking for nearly an hour, so we yeah. better stop, but um, thank you very much. Everyone. Great, thanks. Really, really good advice. If there's anything you wanted to talk no, about... No, I was there, just
1: looking at it, wasn't it, 50 minutes. Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. um, thank you very much, That was Paul. really enjoyable, I mean, thanks. If people want to find you online, where's the best place to do thanks. it? For, where's the best place to...
1: Sorry, uh, so look, if, if someone wants to reach out to us, new online at askpaul.ie or through our Instagram page, we have on our link tree all our consultations from financial planning, mortgages, pensions, investments. We do free protection consultations for likes of income protection or mortgage protection. I'll pop all uh, the yeah, yeah so there, 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 all the links are there. Perfect. Paul,
0: super. Cheers, thanks, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to check out Paul online. Just Google Ask Paul, he's basically everywhere. Um, I'll also post his details in the description below, anyways.